you know, I guess internet protocols, and he's been working on wireless communications and security recently. And his talk today is about real-time visualization of network attacks on high-speed links. So Thank you. Uh, nice to meet you. Um, and I, um, I'm visiting Professor Kihong Park's lab this semester uh, from Korea University. And um, as just mentioned, I'm, I, I come from the TCPIP background, so I'm a net networking guy, not really a security guy. But I've done some work in uh, network security a couple of years ago, and this work is about that work. Okay, and uh, the work is about visualizing network attacks. And, uh, network attacks meaning um, uh, DOSs, DDoSs, and worms, and scans, and things like that. Um, so we are interested in visualizing those attacks um, for probably uh, network operators. Okay. So the outline of the talk is, is this. It's a three-part talk. So in the first part, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, uh, literally visualizing the attacks. And the second part is about you know, more algorithmic, more automatic stuff that extracts the attacks and, um, and, and, and sort of classifying the attacks and, and if possible, cal calibrating it, measuring the intensity of the attacks. And the third part is sort of an extension to, to, to an earlier work. Um, I'm not working on this, but uh, my colleague at Korea University is, is, is on it. And it's called PCAP, Parallel Coordinate uh, Attack Visualization. And so we'll talk about these uh, three stops in this talk. Well, why visualize? Um, we can, we can um, talk about the shortcomings of the conventional systems like IDSs. Uh, it is known that they have you know, issues with uh, unknown attacks. I mean, if, ha if they have sig uh, signatures already, it's fine. But if they don't, I mean, if it's a fresh kind of attack, then they have trouble detecting it. And also, uh, it is also known that um, IDSs and current systems have high false uh, positive ratio, meaning it, it you know, generates a lot of information but, you know, about the, the possible attacks, but most of them are not true. So you have to go through all those, you know, uh, possible attack reports and, and find the real text. And the outputs are mostly text-based, so you have trouble, you know, sort of imagining what's going on. Um, well, if you use visualization, you know, it, it, for first of all, it's very intuitive. I mean, it, it, it makes you grasp what's going on, okay, in, in, a, in, a, in one picture, okay, just like the guy looking at this picture, right? And it, it's very robust against noise. Okay? If you look at a picture, then you almost immediately get the information that you want from the picture. Okay? You, you, you remove sort of the noises, the pieces of information that you, want, you don't want. Um, and uh, it can reveal the, uh, the hidden attacks, uh, usually not caught by the, uh, the conventional systems. We'll see about that later on. And it can also inspire new approaches. Um, and actually, the second part of the talk is about this new inspiration given by this visualization work in the first part. So we can you know, sort of summarize the lessons from this work as you know, a, a, a picture is worth a thousand words. Okay, so, the, the, well, how do we sort of visualize the text? Okay, we talk about DDoSs and worms and scans. 
but it's not straightforward to imagine the attacks going on, I mean, I mean represented in, 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 in visual forms. So how do we do that? Well, basically, the idea starts from this observation. Okay, the most of the most interesting attacks that we talk about uh, can be sort of classified in a, in a single framework uh, if we <clears throat> use these three values: destination IP addresses, source IP addresses, and destination ports. Um, well, DDoSes or DOSes, if you look at look at that kind of attack, you will see that the source IP addresses are usually spoofed, meaning you know, you know forged. Uh, in order to uh, evade you know, the trace, traceback. Um, if you look at scans or worms, you will mostly see that you know, uh, the destination port is fixed, the source address is also obviously fixed because the, you know, there should be a, uh, um, the scanner sitting there. And, but the destination IP address you know, constantly changes from, packet to, from one scan packet to another because it has to check you know, as many uh, you know, vulnerable hosts as, as possible. So if you look at these three fields, easily obtainable from most uh, of the, uh, the internet packets, uh, you can classify the attacks in, in a single sort of framework. So uh, if you sort of visualize this idea, uh, <clears throat> you can draw this picture. Okay? You, you talked about three values. So we're going to use those three values to you know, generate this 3D space. Uh, and the 3D space will be you know, drawn on these three uh, axes, source IP address, destination IP address, and destination port. And if you think about, you know, um, say, a, a host scan, okay? Sorry, uh, let's go back. Okay, so if you think about this host scan, um, the, the source IP address coordinate will be fixed, and the uh, destination port number will be fixed. I mean, for instance, you, you, you might be looking at the vulnerability in secure shell, uh, buffer overflow, uh, stuff like that. And then you will look at you know port 22. Okay, so the port number will be fixed, but since you're you're looking, you, you want to get as many vulnerable hosts from the global internet, you, you will you know, get in touch with lots and lots of uh, uh, different hosts that have you know, different IP, IP, IP addresses. So if, if you plot those attempts um, in this space, you will see a line forming gradually. Okay? You get a point here, a point there, but those points will be aligned in a line, along a line. Likewise, if you see a port scan, okay, if, if, a, if an attacker is you know, targeting a single victim and wants to sniff you know, any vulnerability, okay, any open service, then it'll go through uh, the port number space uh, of that machine, target machine, while the source IP address and the destination IP address sorry, is fixed. Okay? So that's our idea. The rectangle here is, uh, here is, 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 is a kind of DOS, but depending on the software or, or uh, the script, uh, the destination port number can be spoofed, quote-unquote. Uh, but that's, I mean, it's not really spoofing because, you know, the attacker doesn't really care about, you know, the destination port numbers as, lo as long as the, the, the packet, 
the attack packs arrive at the, at the destination IP. Okay? So in some cases, you'll find that the DOS attacks are you know, sort of you know, randomly changing the destination port numbers too. In that case, you will get this rectangle. If you put all those attack packets in this space, uh, plot all, the, all, all of them uh, in this space, you will get this rectangle. That, that was our idea. And at the time uh, that we came up with this idea, we couldn't check if our intuition was correct, okay? I, I mean, if, if this is a viable idea. Um, uh, but uh, from some traces we, 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 we got, we could sort of, you know, get, you know, uh, get the feeling that the intuition was right because if you see this particular trace, real, real life trace from the internet, this is by the way a DOS trace. You can see that this is a time. This is you know, um, 9.35 a.m. and this is the second and this is the uh, microsecond. Okay, so the source address is here and the source port is here, and this destination address. We sort of sanitized the destination address in, in order to not reveal the, uh, the identity of the victim here. And you can see the destination port. If you see the three values we mentioned earlier, this one, this one, and that one, you can see that only the destination address is fixed. By the way, x dot, x dot, x dot, they're all the same addresses. So destination, only the destination address is fixed, while the others are moving, changing all the time. And uh, in case of scans, um, again, we sort of sanitize the identity of the, uh, the attacker. And uh, if you see the destination address and destination port, these two are fixed, while uh, <clears throat> the destination IP address, uh, address is const constantly changing from packet to packet. Okay. Um, and also, one thing that you might note here, uh, notice here is that no, but if you look at the destination address, it doesn't stay in a target network very long. It throws like you know seven packets or five packets to that, to that network and moves to another network. So from that target, from the perspective of the target network, it'll see some you know strange packets like seven packets, and you wait you know some more time for uh, more packets, but they won't arrive for a long time. So from the perspective of the uh, uh, IDSs or, or uh, you know, attack detection software, uh, it sort of you know, raises an issue because if you have a very low bar, low threshold, then you will generate a lot of false alarms. So if you're worried about it, you raise the, uh, the bar. But in that, in that case, uh, this kind of attack can you know, circumvent it because it doesn't have too many packets in an attack. Okay, so later on, we fortunately we got a, got our hands on some trace. Uh, it was uh, the trace from two T3 links connecting Korea's uh, uh, Internet Exchange and and, and, and United States. Uh, Korea Internet Exchange is one of the four major hubs for Korea Internet. Korean Internet, um, and as to these three uh, uh, two T3 links. Uh, they were like half full at the time we collected the trace. So we could check our you know, idea, the intuition, uh, against this real-life trace. Okay? It was collected like over a, a 
seven day period and it amounted to like one terabyte of data. Uh, we had this NDA, a non-disclosure agreement with the KICS and, uh, um, and, and uh, subject to that we could you know, analyze you know, the aspect, many aspects of the traffic. Okay. So this is what we got. Actually, I, when, I, when we got the trays, I let my master student to go ahead and draw you know, a piece of trays uh, using the three values uh, observable from uh, the, uh, that kicks trace, and he reported to me uh, saying that I see some lines, and immediately I realized that our intuition was right. I mean, the lines are text. Okay, so recollecting what we saw before, what do you think this is? I mean, a big rectangle. It's a DOS. And what what are the lines? on the bottom here. Actually, they're not entirely on the bottom. It's actually floating just above the ground. It's port 80. Okay, so since this is a you know, 64K large, it, it, it looks like it's on the bottom, but it's not. So these are scans, and these are also scans. What about the, you know, these vertical lines? They are, you know, not all of them are port scans, but some of them are port scans. Okay. So actually, you can, you can see the attacks. In one space, all kinds of attacks are plotted. Okay, and, and you can see you know, uh, the traffic going back and forth in the entire internet, you know, you know, at the view oval from, from this particular location. OK, so um, when we saw this picture, uh, we, we realized that we got the right idea. OK, and uh, I guess. Um, we want to see. Um, I want to see um, the entire uh, days uh, worth of, uh, of, of this picture um, from 9:35 a.m. to 5:20 p.m. Uh, it'll take uh, about an, a minute. It's like an animation. Okay. Yes. Okay, so we'll see. We'll start from 9.35 a.m. And here you, you'll see, uh, um, you see the, uh, the time index. So it's 11.29.35. Okay, so the time flows. Up. So one frame is one minute. Uh, and each minute we have like two million packets plotted on the graph. So if you see, you know, DOSs come and go. And it seems that the, the scans remain very long time. I mean, it goes on and on and on over a whole day. And you see that you know, there are some vertical bars too. And all the rectangles are, are DOSes with, uh, with destination port numbers also being filled with random numbers. So it looks like you know, changing. I guess it's enough to see. Um, okay, so stop this.
go back to the presentation. So why do we see so many attacks? Well, it was back in 2001, and uh, government, the Korean government and the, uh, the, the guys who were running uh, the, the government network and, uh, and, this, and, and this exchange were not that you know, you know, security savvy. Uh, they were you know, putting a lot of money to expand the, uh, the, the Korean internet. So they were making you know, all kinds of broadband connections here and there. But, uh, well, one analogy is that they, they were making highways, but there were no policemen. So, you know, a lot of you know, hackers came into Korea internet and they launched the scanning attacks and DOS attacks, whatever you see in, 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 in there. So this graph shows that, you know, how many attacks were there. Um, so the, the x-axis is the time in the units of 10 seconds. So it starts from 9.35 and, and then ends at 4.20 p.m. Um, and the y-axis is the is, is the number of connections observed at each time instant instance. And if you see um, at the bottom, there's a line, and this this is what we estimate uh, the number of connections, the legitimate connections, okay, at each time instance. And if you see, I mean, if you see the top, you see this you know, line with a lot of spikes. Um, and we manually checked the trays, uh, and we found that these spikes are DOSs. Okay? You saw in the in the in the previous animation the DOSs were you know, coming and going. And they were they were very short-lived DOSs. Okay, it was not like in a, in a, in a massive attack or anything like that. It's like a test run or some you know, I don't know what what that was, but uh, it was very short, one or two minutes. So they come and go like that, and and. And the, the bulk of the, the attacks are scans. Uh, surprisingly, the scans, there are so many scans. Um, and actually, the, the statistics shows that, you know, unfortunately, Korea at, the, at, at, at that time was uh, the second after the United States to generate um, the scan traffic. So there are a lot of scan traffic here. And another question is, okay, there were so many attacks in the trace, but why do they strike, strike up? I mean, I mean, there are so many, so much legitimate traffic there, okay, ambient traffic. But what is the reason that you know the attacks manifest themselves like like that? Well, the reason is this: in that space, legitimate flows appear as a single dot. Think about their coordinates. Their coordinates are from their headers, and the headers, uh, uh, in particular, the source IP, destination IP, and destination port. They do not change over the lifetime of connection. They remain the same. So no matter how many packets you have in that flow, you could have a million packets to download, download a movie, but those three values will remain the same, and, 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 and every packet will hit the same, same, same location in that space. So you will get a single dot for a legitimate flow. But for attack flows, they change one or two fields from packet to packet. Okay, every packet has one or two values different. Okay, so they sort of move in that space and and, and you know generate this you know, geometric shapes. Okay, so uh, doesn't really. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's not that the uh, the legitimate flows. Uh, 
uh, is really you know small in in quantity in, in terms of the number of packets. It's just that you know the the attack flows sort of inflate themselves and manifest themselves in this space. Okay, and and that's that's a good news to us. Okay. Okay, so, so far we have seen this visualization idea, so it seems to be cute. But the question here is, that, you know, does, that, does that visualization method inspire any novel approach to detecting attacks? Actually, you can see that I mean, figure uh, here uh, after it happened, but can it draw the picture in, a, in real time? The answer is probably not. Uh, if you, especially if you have a, in a thick pipe like OC192, you know, for every arriving packet, if you draw, a, if you want to draw a dot, that's that's um, out of the question. Okay. That's one problem with that visualization when we want to use that for the real, you know, attack detection software. The second and more fundamental problem is that you know it can hide some low intensity attacks and the attacks in the close proximity of the legitimate you know, traffic cloud. Okay. If, you, if it is hiding there, you, can, you cannot see it. Okay. But, uh, but there's, a, there's, a, there's an idea that we can actually draw from that visualization stuff. And uh, it turns out that the idea can, in fact, not only visualize, but it can detect and classify and, and measure the intensity of those attacks. And uh, it can be done quite fast, so it can run on high-speed links and in real time. So in the second part of the talk, we'll you know, briefly look at that. Well, the idea is that um, the only attacks <clears throat> appear as a regular geometric you know, entity in that 3D space. Uh, and uh, they, they sort of exhibit this sort of uh, quote-unquote pivoting behavior. Uh, of the three values, they fix one or two and then move the others. Okay. So one of, the, of those three values, you know, there are things that move, okay? the coordinates that move. So we, we, uh, we can you know, detect that pivoting patterns and uh, sort of uh, exploit that property to get only the attacks, okay, while ignoring the uh, legitimate, legitimate traffic. So how do we pan out this pivoting behavior? First, let, let us define a flow to be a three-tuple, uh, consisting of you know, source IP address, destination IP address, and destination port. And then we define a, a, the signature for a packet, and the signature corresponds to the, 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 the flow three-tuple. Uh, but the values here will be binary. So KS, KD, and KP, they're all binary. And the binary values tell you whether or not you saw the corresponding value in the flow 3-tuple recently. Okay. If you saw the value recently, for instance, if you saw a particular destination IP address recently, uh, then you, you generate 1. Okay. If, if not, if, if you don't remember that seeing that value, then you, you generate zero. Okay? And the question is, how recent is recent? Uh, we'll talk about that later on. But basically the idea is that if you see a zero in a packet's signature, 
that's where the movement is on. Okay? So you want to catch the movement, right? Because uh, if dots move, that draws a line, that draws a rectangle and so on. So you want to catch the movement. So how, how okay, basically this is how the, uh, the signature is generated. Suppose you got you know, a flow at time t, uh, and source IP address was a 3, 4, 5, 6, and the destination IP was 5, 6, 7, 8, and the destination port number was 90. Let's call that flow flow, I, uh, flow 1. And at time t plus 1, you, you see another flow, basically a packet, but you know, packet has this flow information. So 1, 2, 3, 4 is SIP, 5, 6, 7, 8 is DIP, 80 is DP. And at T plus 2, you get 1, 2, 3, 4, 3, 5, 4, uh, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 90. So what signature do you give to the third packet? Well, you give 101 because you saw 1, 2, 3, 4 in the SIP position before. Suppose your memory is you know, two time units. Okay? It spans two time units. So you remember flow 1 and 2. And, but 3, 4, 5, 6 in DIP position, you don't, you don't remember seeing it in the previous two packets or flows. Uh, 90, uh, you saw it, okay? So it gets 101, and that's, that's what you get as a signature for this packet. And uh, if you, once you do that, you can define your attack signatures, okay? Um, for instance, uh, if you have a host scan, it's 101, okay? You see this, this uh, you keep seeing this source IP address, okay? And you keep also, you also keep seeing the destination port, this particular port number. But you see um, in the same packet, you see a, a you know, different, differing uh, destination IP addresses. And you will, you know, keep generating this, this uh, signature for the arriving packets. What about DOS? Well, since they are usually, I mean, the source IP addresses are usually spoofed, you will you know, see new source IP addresses, but uh, you will keep seeing this uh, IP address, which is the victims. And you know, if destination port is fixed, then you will see the same port number uh, quite frequently. Okay? So, like this, you can, you can define the attack signatures. Um, we can talk about it. Uh, for quite a long time, but uh, I guess we'll uh, stop at that. So uh, you have the attack signatures. Uh, one of the attack uh, signatures that is interesting here is, is what we call kamikaze. That's one zero zero. And um, actually, we see this strange type of attack in our trace. Uh, it was too fast to for you to see, but at five twelve to five fifteen. You can see actually this rectangle here. Okay, it has the same source IP address, but varying destination IP and varying destination ports. What does this mean? I mean, a single source is spewing out packets to so many destinations and to, to so many ports. Why is it doing that? I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's it's only suicidal. Right, I mean, it's, it's spewing out, but it's not. It cannot be an attack to anybody. Well, a possible explanation is that it's a backscatter from a DOS victim. Okay? 
a source both DOS is hitting this poor guy and he's responding to it. Okay, so it's, it looks like it's spewing in a lot of packets to, the, to this uh, uh, entire destination IP space. Okay. So we have this uh, attack uh, signature. And how do we uh, implement this uh, in our software? Well, basically we, have, we use uh, hash tables. So for uh, source position and destination IP position and destination port position, we have separate hash tables. So when a packet passes, it reads in the, uh, the, the appropriate fields, and these hash tables will generate one or zero. And combined, they will, uh, they will constitute a single uh, signature. When signature is generated, depending on what kind of signature, okay, we have a table here, right? Depending on what kind of possible attack it is, uh, it'll be forwarded to one of the you know, post-processing hash tables in the back end. So why do we use this you know, two-tiered configuration? Because we want to make it run on, on a high-speed link, okay? So on the front end, time is the, is the prime objective, okay? Time is, I mean, you have a very, very tight time budget, okay? So what you want to do is you quick, you do the quick and dirty check, okay? You might, you know, you might uh, arrest a, um, an, an, a legitimate uh, packet from time to time, uh, but you don't want to, uh, you know, thoroughly check if a packet constitutes an attack. Okay, so you want you want to arrest some suspects there from the uh, from 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 the traffic flow, and you move them to a back end where you have you know a little bit more time to perform a more thorough check. Okay, so. I think for the high-speed network, you know, this two-tiered approach is appropriate. So we check the speed of the software, and actually we, we, we perform the field test on a campus backbone network. Uh, at the time of testing, you know, there was 303 megabits per second live traffic flowing in the pipe, and we used a Pentium PC, which has had a two gigabit Ethernet interfaces, and we ran two separate copies on each of the, on, on, on these two uh, gigabit Ethernet interfaces, and, and uh, uh, there was no uh, packet losses. It was reported from the, uh, the PCAP library that there was no packet losses in the kernel, and, and uh, we had no trouble you know, processing the packets uh, from this 330 megabits per uh, second live traffic. And the software was quite lousy back then. It was not optimized at all. Okay? It had a lot of uh, junks in it, but it still ran without any problem on this, uh, on this, uh, with this speed. Okay. So uh, after doing this, I mean, we could check if our extraction algorithm worked okay. So on the left side, you will see the the real traffic. You know, the the same visualization that we saw you, you saw earlier. The right-hand side is, is a result of extracting only the tags from the traffic okay, using this algorithm. Okay, if you see a, a, a packet that has this particular signature that matches with one of the attack types, and you throw that into the back end and, and where, where, where they get this more thorough check. And after that, you can, you can, you can um, sort of derive this, uh, uh, this graph here.
I mean, it's, it's, um, the data is, is very small here after extra extracting only the attack, attack information. So it's, I don't think there is any problem in plotting this in real time. This was 2.2, say, 2 million dots in a single plot, but this is uh, you know, like 20, 30 geometric entities. It's, it was quite fast. And uh, you might notice that, you know, okay, I see this you know, very you know, slim bar type DOS attack on the left-hand side, but you see a very large rectangle corresponding to it. Uh, that's because we did a very poor job in handling the outliers. Okay, if you see an outlier, we just draw the rectangle to, 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 uh, to you know, envelope all of the, you know, uh, dots, so that if there is a an outlier you know, floating very high up, uh, you will see a rectangle that covers all of the dots. So that's why. And we ran, you know, this software again in 2003. We'll just uh, threw it in, in some, I don't know, somewhere, and and we dig it dug it up <clears throat> in 2003, and uh, we. We, we run that software on another trace, and the tra uh, trace uh, seems to ha uh, seem to have this code rate too, and the software had no problem finding it. And uh, this software also generates a text report. It, it does not just visualize it. it. It generates a text report for future reference. Okay, so speed seemed to be okay, but one of the things that we could we couldn't do was uh, evaluate the uh, the accuracy of the uh, the software because if you plug that software to the live traffic you can you could test the speed but uh, since you do not know a priori what kind of attacks and, uh, are in the in the live traffic you cannot check whether the software is telling the truth or lie okay so the only thing that you could do is is just you know do the simulation over this uh, uh, software so you generate the uh, art artificial traffic um, and uh, insert some attack type traffic and see if the, the software you know, catches it. So we generate the, uh, the sort of quote unquote internet type traffic, but it's, uh, it's it in itself, I mean, generating internet like traffic is, is a big problem. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very hard problem, okay? We don't know, you know to, how to generate good internet like traffic. Uh, but anyway, we went ahead and you know, generates you know, using the, the, the distributions from the uh, from earlier works. Like you know, uh, we generate the uh, the ambient legitimate traffic, and we added in uh, the attacks uh, to that traffic, and so if the software catches those attacks, and we measured the sensitivity, relative error, and false positive rate. And the sensitivity is basically okay. There were 100 attacks inserted in that in that uh, uh, legit, legitimate traffic, and how many among 100 does the software catch? Catch. So that was the sensitivity. Okay. S is the sensitivity here. D is the, uh, the the number of detections, and M is actually the num number of mounted attacks. Um, and it it the result uh, seems to be that. Okay, for some types of attacks, the sensitivity is very high. Okay, uh, the x-axis here is the attack rate uh, over threshold. Uh, so it means that okay, if the threshold is set like 50 packs per second, if the attack goes over 50 packs per second, then it's an attack. Um, 
so if attack rate, you know, has you know uh, one point is set to one point two times the threshold, um, it seems that you know, what's that? This um, with the DOS attack with the variable port number, variable port number, uh, is, uh, are codes with eighty uh, percent probability. Okay. Um, and if you see, there are the two types of attacks that do not have this problem. Okay? And, and the source of this problem that you have, you know, sort of lower sensitivity, um, is that when you generate the signatures, if you sew it closely, if you see this example, um, if you see the, this, this packet, it has this port number 90. And it also appeared for the first packet, but they are two different flows. I mean, it, it was originate, it originated from different source. They are destined to different destinations, but it happens that you know, they have they share the same port number. Um, this kind of you know collision uh, in, in in different flows uh, is quite rare in the IP coordinates because the IP space is huge. It's 4 billion addresses there. So the probability is quite low. But for destination port, it's only 64K. So the probability is quite high, especially because uh, there are quite frequently used port numbers like 80. So that's why we get sometimes wrong signature uh, for a packet. And that is a reason we have um, lower sensitivity for uh, uh, the port number uh, for the attacks that have variable, oh, sorry, this one and that one, variable port numbers. Okay. And the relative error is also high for those two types of pack, uh, attacks that have variable port numbers. Uh, but fortunately, um, the port scan is is sort of a minor issue uh, from the perspective of the uh, uh, the global internet. Okay, large scale DDoS or, or you know, a global worm epidemic is is everybody's concern. But you know, ports, port port scan is between two um, uh, individual hosts, so it's you know. It's, uh, it's a little bit, you know, minor problem. Uh, about this DOS with the variable ports. Well, when we started, uh, we, you know, sort of split these two types of DOS attacks. But if you come, uh, come think about it. I mean, you don't have to do that actually. I mean, DOS with variable port, DOS with fixed port, doesn't matter. Okay, they are all DOSes. Okay, so if you sort of, you know, remove that, you know. Uh, uh, this uh, distinction, then uh, the relative error for the uh, DOS attacks with variable port numbers goes down. Okay. So that's how we solve this problem. Okay. We later um, we found that after we you know uh, published this paper. Okay, so the false positive rate uh, you know, rapidly uh, quickly goes down uh, to almost zero uh, after uh, the attack rate you know, goes over the threshold. Um, and uh, it remains so. Okay. So it, it has, you know, good properties too.
So uh, we sort of get the idea from the visualization work uh, about the algorithm that can um, quickly uh, extract only the attacks from the uh, the high speed flows, uh, high, high speed pipes, and how to classify them in real time and how to calibrate the intensities of them. And uh, so that's the that's the second part. Okay. The third part is the, is, is the recent developments. Um, so I, I, I stopped this work like you know, two years ago. But my colleague, uh, uh, Professor Hijo Lee, who was a visitor here uh, a few years back, uh, uh, is extending uh, this work. And he calls this parallel coordinate attack visualization. Why parallel coordinates? Uh, because I use three dimensions. Okay. And th using three dimensions, it has some some shortcomings, and he thought that you know using some more values from the packet headers, he can even uh, he can he can he could uh, lower the uh, the false positive probability and, and errors further. So he he decided to use some other values uh, from TCP/IP headers like you know, IP datagram length and TCP flags, and also he moved from you know packet-based uh, operation to flow-based operation because he thought that. Okay, uh, it's quite difficult to plug in the software to, uh, to the uh, to a router port directly. Rather, he chose this approach to, uh, that gets the the flow information from like Cisco routers, okay, and and, 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 and operate on that flow information instead. So he uh, he improved the scalability in that sense. So his, it's the system that he's, he's, he's designing. Uh, he actually implemented it, by the way. So um, you call the uh, uh, these guys that generate flow information uh, sensors, and it, in this version of the software, he gets NetFlow uh, input from these sensors, and uh, the monitoring system sort of you know, combines those NetFlow information and and. But the core engine is similar. Okay, it basically works on this, you know, sig what attack signatures, and see if there is any attack. But since he extended the dimensions to, you know, four or more, basically hyperspace, you cannot draw the 3D space diagram like that. Uh, the, the, the thing that we saw earlier. So he uses parallel uh, coordinates. So um, uh, a single flow appears as a, as a line here. Um, like before, it, I mean, a legitimate flow is a single line, but the tags appear as a, a different shape. Okay. So for a slammer attack, he got, from the slammer attack trace, he got this, the first one. Uh, from host scans, he got this, and so on. So he made the signatures I mean, similar to mine. Um, um, and uh, actually, let's see how his system works. Okay. So. so on the top, using the uh, this uh, plotting method, he uh, plots entire flows. Uh, among them, there are attack flows you know, hidden in, in there. 
and he uses his signature to extract the attacks here. And if you see a particular pattern, uh, then it's in tag, and it, the attack information appears on the right pane. Okay. So it goes like that. And if you want, you can click on a flow to see the, the detailed information about that attack, okay, where, it com where it's coming from, and basically the source addresses and uh, the number of packets observed in a given uh, unit time, and so on and so forth. So he, he has this, uh, this graphical interface. Uh, I didn't have one, but uh, he has. Yes. So, um, I guess this is the uh, end of it. Um, so, to summarize, the, the, what we saw is that you, know, you can actually visualize your text in a, in, a, in, a, in a single space, in a single framework. You can see you know, all kinds of attacks you know, working um, in that 3D space. And uh, uh, you can actually uh, get an get an idea from how the pictures are drawn in the space and using that idea you can uh, devise an algorithm that uh, efficiently extracts the attacks from the, uh, the traffic stream and, 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 and classify them and, and measure them and visualize them for the, uh, for the convenience of the network partners. And uh, I guess that's it. Okay. Uh, so I think I have like, like five minutes, so if you have any questions, I can answer them. Uh, any questions? For the kamikaze attack uh, that you mentioned, which you conjecture to be actually backscatter packets, uh, can it not be perhaps verified by checking if there was yeah, a attack? That's yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, yeah. Actually, <clears throat> last night I, I, I was going through my slides and then I found that uh, actually I had the same question. I, I didn't have that question two years before, but two years ago. But, uh, and then I tried to log into my old system and run the software again, but I failed. I, I, uh, I, I forgot a lot of details about running the software and, and the stuff and I couldn't find the right you know, trace uh, where it was. Uh, so I couldn't check that, but uh, actually, if, if you see in the same time frame, if you see a DOS attack, uh, you can check the uh, the destination of that DOS attack with that the source of the uh, this kamikaze stuff, and if they match, it's it's, it's a, a reflected image of that DOS. But I didn't, I couldn't uh, check the uh, whether they match, but. Uh, if you see, um, there are you know, a few DOS attacks ongoing at, at that moment, actually. Um, so if you see, um, this is one DOS attack, and I know that because uh, it use, it, it's using, uh, this is the class D, class E space. Um, you cannot send a packet to class D, uh, sorry, class E space. Class E is reserved for future use, so it's not being used right now. So, 
if if you see you know, packets are being sent to that space, you can you can immediately realize that it's an attack. So it's an it's a DOS attack. Uh, so this kamikaze could be paired with that, but I couldn't check that. Also, uh, it's less visible, but this might be another DOS attack. Okay, and in the background you also see DOS-like uh, figure there, but uh, I haven't checked it. Okay, so you might find a pair. I say you might because there is a possibility of asymmetric routing. Because um, if I mean, if you see the sender, uh, it, it's Korea's IP space here. So the victim is in Korea, Korean internet. So the the attacker might be coming from uh, outside or even inside Korea. Um, but anyway, um, where was I? Um, I forgot what I was saying, but uh, yeah, actually you can check. I mean, but we have a question here. Um, when when you analyze this data, you did, did both of you use the same data set? You and the extended work, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you guys try to? I'm assuming you did it at. Uh, because the animation you showed us, you said it's every one minute increment. Um, was it? Did you guys ever try to do it on a live analysis, where every one minute you would try to th to throw out um, um, actually the system the, instead of after the fact? Right. So the I mean, the test that we performed on the campus backbone was live test. Okay. So it was live traffic, 303 megabits per second traffic. And we plug uh, our software uh, to our uh, to, uh, to router port. And we, we performed that test, and um, and it actually came up with some attacks, but we could not check if there were indeed attacks, because uh, there's this po probability, of, you know, possibility of uh, false positive, and we do not know a priori if there are attacks. So we had to, if if we wanted to check, we had to collect the trace and do the postmortem, but we didn't do that. Uh, we just checked if the software was up to the speed, and it did. So uh, that was it. But you can you can certainly we have a version of the this software that runs on um, uh, that can run on live traffic. It has a pickup library running uh, at the bottom and you know, uh, grabs packets up and uh, it, it hand, hands hands it over to the software and it processes it. Okay. So we have a we have a, a software that runs. At, at uh, on a live traffic, and that's what we used for the campus network test. Yeah. There was a question from our good friends at IU, I believe. Yeah, um, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, please. Uh, okay, the, the question is, uh, have you had a chance to visualize any, um, not denial of service attacks, but effective denial of service attacks from legitimate traffic, say a site getting slash dotted or, uh, or dug? Um, and been able to see if there's any way to visualize the difference between a, a real DOS and an effective, a legitimate, so to speak, DOS. No, I didn't. I haven't had a chance to that to do that. But uh, when we designed the software, that we thought we thought that this will run on the uh, the backbone. If if you move this the location of the the software to the, the close to a say campus network or enterprise network to a very popular server, for instance, it'll report that it's getting a DOS attack. 
because the popular server is will be getting a lot of packs from around the world, okay? And it, it seems like that you know it's getting a DOS attack. Okay? So inherently, there is no um, distinction from the perspective of the software whether uh, the, uh, between the DOS attack and the flash uh, flash crowd. Uh, but Hijo Lee, Hijo Lee software uh, improves on that too. I mean, he uh, when he finds that uh, there is a popular server or a legitimate target that is accepting a lot of traffic, for instance, uh, it uses whitelisting to exclude the uh, the target from the, uh, from consideration. So that's what he does. But when we design when we did this work on, uh, two or three years ago, we didn't think about using this software. You know, at the edge of the internet. We're thinking about using this on, on a high-speed link in the backbone. I, I don't see why that's in the backbone, though. If I say all of a sudden the site becomes popular because it's posted to on Slashdot, the traffic's all going to go through the backbone to get there anyway, isn't it? Yeah, if, the, if you see you know, that kind of traffic in also in the backbone, I guess this software will report that you know, it's seeing a DOS attack. Yeah, but I guess what I'm wondering is a lot of people say you can't disambiguate, but it's possible that, that, that the computers that are attacking actually have a different distribution than, say, a botnet. One example might be is you expect a lot of IP addresses from North America to attack in a legitimate attack during the daytime hours, whereas in botnet you'd expect the IP addresses because they're basically spoofed randomly to come from all over the place. So you might be able to actually visualize the difference between a legitimate uh, burst attack or a legitimate burst in, in, in a DDoS attack by a botnet. Um, well, I don't seem to understand uh, what you're what you're saying. So uh, I guess we can take this discussion offline, maybe, because uh, I, I guess so. we're I'm running out of time here. So <laughs> if you have any questions, uh, please send me a mail. Uh, I can. Yes. Yeah, because I. I I'm sorry, I, I don't quite understand no, that's what fine. you're that's saying. Fine. That. Okay, all right. Okay, any other questions? Okay, that's okay then. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs>